0: Maimon. I'm Merlin. And we're a gay. And his NB. Episode number 32. Another episode of a gay and his MB. We're so thankful for all of you who are listening to us wherever you do, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the podcast places we are at and are so thankful for you tuning in. Uh, be sure to leave a rating or review on this podcast uh, where you listen because it helps us get into that algorithm and helps us get seen by more and more people. We always appreciate it when you leave a rating and review um we also really appreciate it when you go buy something from our merch store which is up at uh, gay and is mb.threadless.com we've got shirts mugs um uh, various different products with all of our great logo uh, or logo, and as well as a bunch of different designs as well. Um, you have some really cool uh, Vanderpump Rule stuff on there.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely do. Uh, we've got uh, another one that, you know, highlights some of the different things that we cover on the show, like Housewives and Servers and Castaways and Drag Queens and just gay shit. Yeah. Um, I really like that one. Um, and, and this being Pride Month. Yeah, this being Pride Month, we are... Definitely celebrating our not-gay-as-in-happy, queer-as-in-fuck-you shirt. <laughs> I love that shirt. I love that shirt. Uh, it's got the the pink triangle uh, that represents the, the queer community at large. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm really, really happy with that one. Um, you Then we've got a sale going through the 5th. Um, so uh, I think it goes to 11 a.m. on the 5th Eastern Time. So get those orders in before then. Um, Thirteen dollars t-shirts, uh, sixteen dollar um, tanks. Uh, everything else is uh, twenty to thirty percent off uh, of the normal price. So get in now. Um, again, that's only running till the fifth, which I think is what Monday. I so, think so yeah, just through the weekend. Got to get that quick. Um, but again, that's a gay and his
0: also, if you have a question for any of us about anything that we talk about on this show or just anything in general you can think of under the sun, uh you can submit that to us across our social media, whether that be Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, and you can also submit it to us on email at a and is mb at gmail.com. And if you submit it, who knows, we may answer it on a future episode of the podcast. Um, So that's uh, everything sort of laid out front of hand. Uh, What do we have in store on this episode, babe?
1: This episode, we are keeping it on the East Coast. Uh, We are going to be talking about uh, the first part of the finale, or not the finale, the uh, reunion for uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey. I wish
0: it was the first part and (laughs) only part.
1: Uh, I wish it was the only part. Yeah, it it was... It was something. We'll get to it. But before we get there, we've got an entire episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta.
0: Down to the Peach State for another episode of Atlanta. And oh my God, this fucking episode. Yeah. Um, if we didn't like Marlo last week, we certainly don't like her this week. Um, she was really pissing me off this week. Um, oh, yeah. And w- but So let's start off, though. So we start with Kenya, who is rehearsing um, with Monieta uh, for her Magic City Classic performance um, We find out sort of more about the performance In that she's collabing with the university's uh, marching band mm-hmm. So, she, and essentially Which is, I think, really smart Like, doing it as a collab Essentially is sponsored by Kenya More Hair Care <laughs> Which is one of my favorite <laughs> Housewives scenes of all fucking time When she interrupts Marla's Wick events yeah. With the marching band Like,
1: I thought it was inappropriate. It was still funny.
0: At least she may bank on it, like yeah, you know, um, yeah. It's it's a good when she said it, I was like that makes so much perfect sense. Um, she talks about how really important it her it is for her to sort of uh, do this both because of what it's for, but also uh, she's just also coming off of BravoCon and didn't really. She talks about how she didn't really nail her BravoCon performance mm. with that yeah. with that really terrible dip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Slipped and dippity doo right there on stage.
0: Uh, Kenya was saying, I was trying to give Legendary Ball, but instead I gave you Rookie at the Apollo. Yeah. It <laughs> kind of sums it up. Um, like I said, Moneta's helping her with this. We found out she used to have a dance troupe, uh, and she's open for Genuine and, di- oh, okay. and Dance with Prince. Come on, we- Pony. I, we'll get to, like, we, ta- we discussed after this episode of, like, um, how the peaches should be distributed. Mm-hmm. Going forward I think I would like to see Monietta with a peach Yeah I actually like Monietta I think she was a little Timid last year Yeah uh, She seems to be A little more opinionated now mm-hmm. um, And more in the mix of things um, She has a Attractive husband mm-hmm. that, that, that doesn't help or, or that That does help And She's got a good she, Similar to Jen Fessler In Jersey It's like uh-huh. You seem to have an Interesting enough background to where I would be interested to like hear, even at the very least yeah. hear your stories. And
1: her energy is good with the rest of the girls.
0: Yeah. Unlike other people. mm mm-hmm. um, Roy, who Kenya's been dating, FaceTime's Manyana, we mentioned, hooked her up with Roy. Um, Kenya asked, Kenya's asked about what she enjoys about Roy and what made him sort of the one, essentially. And Kenya's like, the Yelp review was in, he's a 9.6 in bed. Which, yeah, pretty good. I mean, um, 9.6, I love that when people give like, don't say ten, but like nine point six. I'm gonna be accurate with this. Like, <laughs> it's still very solid, but like, yeah. Um, Kenya is like talks about not wanting to wait anymore and to move on, even though she's not fully divorced from Mark yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I get it too, because it's like if Mark won't fucking sign the papers, like yeah, you you're at that point. It's like you're literally being held hostage. So like, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. 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 Um, they talk about how crazy the night before was at Drew or well at Candace's concert, um, and says that you know she you know she's nervous now that she's invited all the girls to the event. Oh yeah, and and what's gonna happen there? Uh, but she's keeping the performance a secret from them, so they know they're going to the Magic State Classic. They know some of this stuff, but they don't really know about what the performance. I entails. thought that was a mistake. Well, yeah, we'll get to it. Like it's, I I think the intention was good. Yes,
1: but I don't like a trip without an itinerary. That's me. I need to know everything we're doing and what what all the things are and
0: I need to, that's part of my anxiety. Well, I feel like she had somewhat of an itinerary, but I th- we'll get to it. I want to know wh- what exactly was planned out. Yeah. Because there were some moments where I was like, what is happening here? Yeah. Um we go to Sanya and she's working on her schedule at her house with her mom and her sister. Um, and is on the phone with her, um, her brother-in-law Tyrell to sort of like, cause he's now, you know, doing all the assistant work essentially. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Sanya says at one point, you know, for Tyrell, some of the things he has to do might make him a little bit uncomfortable, but who are they to complain to? I'm H I am HR, And I'm like, you were like, that was That,
1: as someone who actually works for worker condition or does, you know, work with workers who are being abused at work.
0: <laughs> yeah. But what does she mean by that? Does she, to me, she, I felt like she meant like, oh he, oh, he has to go get like my tampons or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like stuff that would like.
1: I don't know. I, somebody. What made is in
0: Sonia's schedule that's like.
1: Somebody made a good point, though. It's like y'all are living here for free. Well, yeah. And being paid a paycheck. And y'all
0: got the nerve to complain? I'm not the biggest Sonya fan, but I think her sister in particular is real out of pocket.
1: Like, it would be one thing if she brought something to her and said, look, like, we have a problem with this. This is something that we're not comfortable with. And we would really, like we need this to be fixed. Yeah. That would be one thing that's respectful. That is something that you do within a work situation when something is going wrong and you have a problem, like approach it like that. Don't come at me sideways. Cause in this situation, I'm the boss. Yeah. You don't come at me like we're sisters right now. And that's not what day, this relationship and, and is. At the end of the
0: day, you're getting paid. Right. You have a roof over your head. You're getting
1: paid and you're getting free room and board. Yeah. Both. It's not like it's one or the other.
0: But then, so that's confusing me. They're like, the last whatever episode, like they were kind of complaining about the work and stuff like that. And then now Sonya basically tells them, you know, I had this conversation with Ross where he's basically like, he's ready for it to just be us two, right? Or or us two and the kids. Like have the Ross household, which, yeah, that's normal. You don't like... You want as a as a family that yeah. you know I understand extended family, but like it it can be well, consuming. and they've already
1: been there a year, and the whole like we talked. I think it was last episode we talked about um, how Sonia said, uh, "Well, we haven't even gotten to the end of the initial two years, so I don't know why anybody's complaining about why they should leave yet." Yeah, and I'm like, "Girl, you initially said two years." I would have initially said, until, you know, you get what you need to get settled, right? and then, like, that needs to be soon.
0: But also, like, so, like, she's she brings this up, and she's not saying in this conversation, by the way, Ross says you need to give your 30-day notice or whatever the fuck. Right. She's literally saying, I've just been having conversations of Ross about eventually soon, like... At some point soon, we may, you know, want to sort of just have the house to ourselves. And Shari, her sister, like, gets real offended by it and has a confessional with her mother where she's basically like, you know, uh, she literally says, Us all living together allows Sanya and Ross to move pretty freely and not have to worry about Deuce, their son. She's not selfish. She's self-centered. And her mom, like, agrees with her. I would be pissed at my family if they go on fucking television and go into a fucking confessional and basically be like, well, us living in the house allows them to sort of be like absentee parents, essentially.
1: Also, it's not like they're broke. They could have a nanny if they wanted to. Yeah, it's like but your family like they would have the freedom either way. And I guarantee you they're paying you more than they would pay a fucking nanny.
0: It was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, and she gets real upset and, like, you know, and leaves and Sonya feels bad. It's like, why are you, like, I don't get it. It just seems like a, it seems a real fucked up thing for a sister to be, to be, like, and I get it, you have your own kids, and I get, like, you juggle stuff, but it's like, you're not, to take care of your nephew, like, you're.
1: But it's not even that. The grandparents are there, too. Yeah. They're probably the ones keeping the kids all the time. There's four people in this
0: household. There's six that are adults. not Sanya and Ross, and like they, uh, it's crazy to me. I I I was like, I again, I don't like. San, I really don't like Sanya that much. But I was like, girl, this is fucked up for you. Like yeah, like this isn't okay. Um, we go to Marlo, who's with the boys, as they do. Yawn. I'm sorry. What? Yawn. <laughs> Yawn. <laughs> Oh, uh, i like here's the thing i like her nephews oh her nephews, her nephews, are... nephews are perfectly sweet and yeah. like you know but anything about re- revolving her i'm over and they're got they got dressed up because marlo does like a halloween photo shoot every year or whatever and so this is the first time including them in it okay um nice enough um marlo's sister crystal shows up and then so we find okay This scene was so fucking infuriating on so many levels. Um, We find out that Marlo is wanting to work on getting her record expunged because she wants to purchase a gun because of the home invasion that uh, the attempted home invasion that happened last year. Mm -hmm. Which I'm we, you know, not to get political. I we both have very strong opinions about needed gun control in this country. I also think you should have allowed to be have like a personal handgun in your home to, you know. Protect yourself. Like, right. I think that's fine and, and reasonable enough. And even this, like, even her wanting to get her record expunged. Okay. Yeah. You if know, it was framed in a way that's like, like aspirational.
1: Honestly, even the exact way that it was framed the entire time, if they had never brought up Candy's name, sure, I would have been fine with this whole
0: scene. And so apparently, Courtney like gave her a number for a guy to like get in contact, which like. I mean, like, yeah, yes, it's like, go, thank you for it. But it's, you were like, you can Google. Like, it's not like she's like. <laughs> like, are your thumbs broken? You have a
1: smartphone.
0: Clearly she sees like Courtney being the antagonist and like, w- and doesn't have a friend of real. She, she kind of has Sheree and Sonya, but, yeah. but like wants to, Courtney to be her person. To go after Candy in Kenya. Mm -hmm. And she this is where Marla's like, you know, Candy, who says she's worldwide and helps the world. You never helped me get my charges expunged. Yes, because a
1: music producer.
0: Knows how to fucking like work the legal system. She could write you a
1: musical about it.
0: What the fuck? And she tried to say, like, guys, I wasn't saying that she should have gotten my charges expunged. No, that's what you said. You literally said that. Marlo on Twitter afterwards was a mess. I don't know if you saw it. She She went on a full-on rant on Twitter. It's that whole idea, like, when you're explaining, you're losing. It's like...
1: Like, she was also getting into back and forth with fans that were tweeting about it and, like, literally going after people. And I'm just eating popcorn going, I'm not getting involved, but I'm going to watch.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so so, Courtney then shows up and she thanks Courtney for this again. She's like, "Oh, no problem." Courtney in her confessional says that she's a real life Olivia Pope, which I'm like, "Okay." Which one of y'all people in Atlanta lied to this woman? <laughs> Courtney is just like, "She does not
1: have the power, the the beauty, the grace, the influence, the anything of Olivia Pope." I, I just, uh, who lied to her several times?
0: Yeah. Um so then they bring up the whole Marlo being upset about the sh- the, uh, the the shooting thing from last episode, right? Mm-hmm. And she starts she starts off wrong. <laughs> she goes, "The shooting at Candy's restaurant, Old Lady Gang is hitting home. My nephew was shot by someone he met at Old Lady Gang." And I was like, "Wait a minute, the shooting didn't happen at Old Lady Gang. The shooting happened at Blaze." Yeah. But the only reason like she's not just fucking that up. She's fucking up intentionally to make because we were saying like the connection between the shooting at blaze and what happened to quentin years ago what's the connection beyond he worked at used to work at one of candy's older restaurants so now she's trying to make it that she's bringing up old lady gang as if the shooting happened there to try to make a deeper connection between it also come to find out
1: her nephew didn't even work at Old Lady Gang when he got shot. He was no longer there. Right.
0: And, like, Candy... So, I don't know if... You, did you watch Candy's um, speak on it for this episode?
1: No. She
0: basically was, like... She, he worked there. But, like, this was also around the time when, like, COVID and stuff like that. And things were also kind of, like, fluctuating. She really had... She met him... She, Candy's, like, I met him once at, like a, like, a company party or something
1: what probably one of those parking lot if anybody watched candy and the gang it was a really good show but they they have these parties in the in the parking lot outside the
0: so it's not like she had like an extensive relationship with this person i understand that he was her employee but like yeah it's not like she's running that like todd's probably more involved running that restaurant than directly than candy is yeah as far as day-to-day operations yeah but like so, yeah. And then Mario gives the whole story that we saw that she tried to weave last episode. And then we see text, the text again, right? But then we, but what we see, we see more text than what we saw last time. So
1: clearly production is warping this.
0: That's where, is it? Like... Does Candy need to be mad at production? Because I don't understand why they left out the. We talked about where he. She, she says he got shot, and then the next text from Candy is "Oh really." But the next text isn't just "Oh really." It's "Oh really" because she's respond. Like I mentioned, she's probably responding to "That's my nephew, not he got shot." What
1: right. I said last
0: week. But then underneath that, she goes, "What!" Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Question mark! Question mark! Question- like genuinely, like shocked and like yeah, empathetic about well, it.
1: I I actually found out that you know from Potomac, the Let Me Speak to Eric, where is Eric? Same Eric. Same Eric that is executive producer for this show. Yeah. And he, it's the same guy who literally was doing all of this cover-up all season on Potomac for Robin and Giselle w- is also doing this editing here for Atlanta. My
0: question, well, that's the thing. My question is, and I don't know, like did Marlowe feed them those texts? With it missing? Because I'm sure when Candy saw that, for that last week's episode, she was like, wait a second, that's not all those texts. Yeah. Like, there's more text than that. Because it wasn't
1: that it was like just cut off at the bottom, it was stuff in, in between. The middle. So
0: it was clearly edited. I, I, really, I really am curious what the fuck happened there. Like, cause like that's a problem. Even if production
1: was given two different photos, they obviously looked at them extensively because they put both of them on our screens. Well,
0: my question is did Can- did Candy send that in or or to, or something? After- no,
1: because the it wouldn't the text Can- bubbles. Because the text bubbles are on the, the same side, so they had to have been. From they Marlo's. were both from Marlowe.
0: What the fuck happened? Like like that's. That pisses me off. That Marlo wouldn't have sent
1: Marlo wouldn't have sent in the full conversation and then edited it down and sent in another one. Production edited that text message thread. Yeah, that's a problem. That is a problem. Why are you protecting Marlo?
0: There's no reason to, other than like, do you,
1: she's literally a sophomore if, housewife. If the worry she's is she's not popular at all, but if
0: the worry is that she's so toxic that you're going to lose her. That's on her. That's not on you guys. You don't have to save that shit.
1: Also, again, this is another situation where it's like, you, if you have a good cast, you put them in the pressure cooker and let them go. Right. And they will create the storylines. You don't need to overly produce this shit. Just... Give us the context we need to understand what we're seeing on the screen. You're editing shit. You are creating a story now at this point. That's not okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, a you know, it's, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marlo is like, well, and she didn't send any flowers. She didn't send a card. And then she has the goal to, to say to her sister and to Courtney, you know, Drew, just hold her accountable. Why does Candy keep having shootings? I don't know, but let but let's find out what what what, key candy keeps having shootings other than the shooting at blaze what is candy's other shooting your your nephew getting shot is not on candy at all why are you acting like it is yeah and then marlo's like and this this we were both like like jumping out of our seat Marla goes you know what is it like maybe you need more security and then Courtney goes maybe it's the culture she creates and we were both like oh hell fucking no how the fuck are you gonna say that
1: because that is yet another fucking attack on Candy and the quote-unquote culture around her
0: yeah that's literally the same as the whole she brought ghetto it's people literally to the- like this anti-black rhetoric
1: and i i literally like i i refrained from speaking on it last week but it's like it's so blatant at this point that that courtney literally hates other black people or at the
0: very least is willing to weaponize like tropes and like to like a, to it's, a, it's it's so
1: disgusting Yeah, and
0: marlo's playing right into it oh it's it's so gross when Mar- like and again not so but when marlo's literally a convict yeah like
1: you're li- like you are literally a victim of the same system that Courtney is now weaponizing again. Like, what are we doing? And
0: then, because Mar- Marlo is later, like, you know, oh, they always bring up my record and stuff like that. And and Courtney's like, something that happened twenty years ago that you've overcome. It's like, okay, but that's still worse than holding Candy to account for something that she hasn't even done. That would be like trying
1: to hold you to account for these people trying to break into your house. Yeah, you're not responsible for someone trying to break into your house it's ugh. it would be like going well under your watch your your nephews have been in danger twice now once they were abandoned by their aunt and another time they almost got the house broken into by, by yeah. three
0: masked men you know so this is a pattern why does this keep happening marlo it's fucking insane it's literally it's so fucking insane uh marlo tells marlo at one point tells her sister to like to not cry about it and she's not crying like she literally, like literally is not crying I, I, at all it, it was crazy to me and then candy or, or uh, marlo goes you know, my family's still sour with, uh, with the taste of Candy's name, you know, and then I was frustrated at my family keep bug- for keeping bugging me about Candy like she doesn't care. She's selfish to me. Candy brought this up on the speak on it, which is like, if you- that's bullshit. If your family, like your family is not upset with me. Because if your family was so upset with me, why the fuck did we have that scene last season when you and your mom were hanging out, and like, and Candy comes into the scene, and Candy and her have this like polite like conversation? Yeah.
1: Also, why was Candy the first person you went to when you kicked your nephews out, and to confide in her on parenting advice?
0: Like Marlo is doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about, and it's it's so blatant and disgusting, you know. Yeah, it's just like, and, and but it was also crazy because Mara was like, you candy brought up me slashing that girl in the face. It's something I have to live with every day. And you know She passed away years after the incident. I was like, that's covering your, tr- <laughs> like, who says but that? It
1: was like, nobody brought it up. Like, I, I get if somebody says, but she died and you go, okay, well, yeah. That, but that was unrelated. The, 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 it was unrelated. It was years after the fact. You didn't need to pre, you didn't need to inoculate us for that. Yeah. Like, we, nobody's researching this lady. Nobody actually gives a fuck about that. Nobody's bringing up old shit on you until you start bringing up old shit that is not even actually related for someone else.
0: Yeah. In the word, that whole scene, in the words of uh, Portia on this show, going down the wrong road, wrong road. (laughs) It's really bad. Yeah. Um, sure, we see Sheree go to her. Um, OB- it's not funny. Why am I laughing? Sheree goes to her OBGYN. There were some funny moments, but she's going, it's not a funny situation. She's going right. because of her fibroids, and apparently gotten really bad. Like, they're like the uh, OBGYN was saying, like, they're like the size of lemons, which, like, there are some light, funny moments with it because she's like, you know, they're, they're discussing what to do in terms of like certain things she may have to get like a hysterectomy essentially Mm -hmm. which would obviously suck and Sharae's like no sex no exercise those are two of my favorite things in terms Mm. of what it's like I mean what we see her either talking about having sex with Martel or exercising (laughs) like that's about the two things we see and then she goes up to get the uh, inspector or whatever and the OBGYN cracks a joke about you've been trying and (laughs) Sharae's like trying for what? And I can't like that was a moment where like I can't like they teased that in the preview last week, and I'm like, Sheree is not pregnant. You are not gonna have me believe on this show that Sheree is pregnant. That's yeah, not, absolutely not. That's not happening. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Um, we then go to Sanya, who's doing a family photo shoot, um, and her sister's out sick um, so she can't do her hair for it or whatever. And which Sandy is like, okay, she's sick. Like she's still pissed at me or whatever. And then we find out that Tyrell just quit as her yeah. assistant. And it's like, what the fuck is happening? Like, this is like, uh, yeah, it's like, she's like, you know, and said something, I guess he said something about like the girl energy in the house is too much, which she's like, that sounds bullshit. Like what? No, like, it's clearly about the conversation I had, and so she gets emotional about it. Um, like she, her dad, is like, "It's like I can take over his as assistant." She's like, "You cannot send an email. You can like I'm like that's not happening." Absolutely not. Um, yeah, we talked about it already, but it's just like, what the fuck? Like, like
1: I, the audacity of these people! Like, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. The girls get ready to go to Birmingham for Kenya's trip that she's organized. Uh, they make the point that Kenya makes the point that they have to leave at 10.15, but of course, they have nobody on time, and, <laughs> which is a common occurrence with this show. Um, Kenya is uh basically Kenya says she's having everyone meet at Sheree's because her driveway is vicious, and then we get the flashback of Sheree at the housewarming being like, Oh god, what is this? like trying <laughs> to, um. They start slowly arriving. Kenya's face when Courtney arrives, <laughs> oh, it's just like, uh, and Kenya's like, I'll dab you because I'm sick. She's not really sick. Well, she is kind of sick, but it's very yeah. much an excuse to be like, okay, girl. Um, We find out that Drew has the flu, uh, influenza B to be specific. <laughs> Why she
1: needed to make the distinction. Drew is
0: missing so many episodes this season. Like, damn, yeah. she missed the first party. She's missing. the Yeah. Um, and then we find out that Candy's coming later in, uh, in the trip because she has she's at the ebony power hundred uh, mm-hmm, event. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um Marlo's the last to arrive at 1037. Um so Kenya's talking about, so it's me in in the first class, it's me, Mañeta, Sanya, Sh- and Sheree, my friends. And then in the luggage department, it's Courtney and Mumbles Marlo. <laughs> uh we find so Kenya tells them about the plan is that they're taking him. She's taking them to a dance class first, um, to have some fun, and then they're all going to a charity function later. Um, they are all, like Marlo keeps like hacking up shit like throughout this trip, and Kenya's also like coughing, during it, and they're like, Sonia's like, Jesus, it's like a fucking petri dish, and then we cut the charade in her confessional, putting her mask on. I mean, like, hold on one second, <laughs>
1: like, you know what? At least somebody
0: masking. Yeah. Then there was this whole conversation. Oh God, that um, uh, Sanya brings up that I guess there was this story about one of Future's um, baby mamas saying that. Well, it was all good when I was eating your booty, and so they, they discuss about eating ass. Why
1: everybody eating ass? Like the uh, what? Well, oh, it was the Vanderpump uh, finale party. Some somebody. Uh... At one of the tables.
0: Oh, the gay the, the guy. gay friend. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: It was like, we're talking about eating ass. She,
0: and Sheree <laughs> goes, I don't even know what you do down there. Kenya, what did you do when you did it? And everyone's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and Kenya, like, said it was when she was in her 20s. I mean, and we so- all
1: experiment in our 20s. And
0: Sonya, in her confession, just being like, Miss USA was eating ass? Like, mm. Kenya is a gay ally. Um... <laughs> They then so they go to the dance studio, and they've Kenya's organized a class on bucking, which is common in the uh-huh. HBCUs and the and that style. Um, they all sort of like have fun, sort of like uh, learning and stuff like that. And Kenya and Monyana are basically they're gonna judge a buck off. But then they like okay, so let's give you guys time to rehearse, and then they go off to like another room because they can't tell them about the performance, and they need time to rehearse the number. I guess though. Uh huh. Which, like, get that done before you leave.
1: Well, yeah, but you still want to run through it, you know?
0: Yeah. Marlo's like, you know, Ke- Kenya going off with Munietta, her emotional support animal. And I'm like, you literally have, like, taken it and sheltered in Courtney in the last, like, two episodes because he's, she has no one. And, like, so whatever. Um,. They 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 finish their like t- learning about uh, about bucking or whatever, but they go so they go to find Kenya and Kenya's just like taking mirror selfies. <laughs> They're like, what the hell are you doing? Kenya's like, yeah. oh, okay, we're ready to go. They do the full um bucking contest. Um and I love Kenya going full America next top model with the I have one name in my hand. <laughs> and that name is <laughs> Uh, Kenya
1: will still never be as toxic as Tyra, as Tyra was.
0: No, 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 no. Um, Sheree wins, uh, even though, even though she kind of had two left feet. Like she literally missed the stuff. Two the left feet, two left feet, and no booty. And, Sheree, and and for winning, Sheree gets the bigger room in the hotel. Now I watched it back. Sh- Sheree thinks she said, "You get the suite." She never says sweet. Kenya says, "You get the bigger room." Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Yep, there is a difference. Um, the ladies go out to lunch, and Bryce, uh, Courtney's ex, um, and uh, Baby's father, uh, facetimes her, and then we find out that not only has he had work done on movie with Drew, he also was in toi with Kenya and like like they're like oh like and tries to Facetime in but like the, her audio is not working on her thing mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, a producer asked Kenya in her confessional if he ever if she ever dated Bryce and she just goes, "No shade. He was a beautiful man in the '90s. I'll just leave it there." What? <laughs> <laughs> um, Sheree asked the others um, that you know other than Courtney and Candy, did everyone get along at the concert? And Sheree or Sonya goes, "There was one one other one." And but doesn't give specifics or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then we find out that Ken, Drew FaceTimed Kenya to tell her what happened. Oh, okay. And so Kenya is basically like, I heard from Drew about the fight with Marlo, and Marlo's just like, so were you there? You, and so how would you know? Like talking over her, and and Kenya's like, don't interrupt, it's rude. And Marlo's like, oh, you talking about rude? And then they get into it. It's like, oh, so uh, I
1: I I seem to have been notified recently of when someone gets challenged they start talking over the yeah. person <laughs> who else in the bravo universe does that
0: hmm. but also like kenya it, like in the, if we're making the comparison too, kenya's not even saying i was there and saw it she's literally saying drew told me this oh yeah I she's, know. she's being clear like i got this from drew so but it still challenges marlo yeah and basically, so this is, and this is the other time where I was like, what are you doing production? Like this, you know, cause she like, so Drew basically said Marlo was standing over her and being aggressive. And Marlo's like, that's not true. And then they cut to the clip where Drew's having the conversation in the beginning and Marlo is sitting. And the production with a big thing, sitting, not standing. Okay. That's not the moment Drew's talking about. She's
1: talking about literally like, two seconds after that when marlo gets up and on the way out literally leans over and points straight down into drew's face and drew literally has to like bend backwards to get away from marlo right
0: and so marlo well first off marlo if you if you want to make the the you know semantic thing of sitting versus standing whatever but also for Marlo to claim she wasn't aggressive you literally yelled in her face yeah like don't like it's ridiculous like while charging out the door it's crazy um and then Sonya, i think tries to like sort of like talk for marlo to try to like reason and marlo says if you want to speak on my my behalf you can i'm going to be quiet for the rest of the day like <clears throat> throwing a fit and Kenya goes you can leave <laughs> Kenya just being like that's fine
1: also i'd love to see marlo try to be quiet for longer than 3 seconds
0: yeah Ma- you could tell Kenya was clearly playing nice with marlo on this trip in terms mm-hmm. of like i really don't fuck with you and in a normal situation i would not be in the same vicinity as you but we're on a tv show so i'm gonna act nice
1: and candy's not here to be my backup so but the
0: minute you're like gonna throw a fit she's like you can go like i like we literally yeah. if you're gonna give me the out out to, for you to go i'm fully happy with you taking the out like yeah that's fine with me and then Marlo's saying stuff about how Kenya bosses people around and tries to run everything. It's like, like, and basically she says it later. Like she was trying to run everything and boss people around this whole trip. It's her trip. It's sh- by, is by organizing events for you guys to go to that's bossing you around. You literally, and also flashback to last season for the Blue Ridge trip that you organized, Marlo, where you literally like, well, Kenya, if you're not staying in the house, you're not allowed to go to any events. Like, what the fuck is Marlo talking and about? And then
1: also literally kicked the entire cast out. And canceled the whole trip. It canceled the whole trip.
0: Oh, God. Um, Kenyon, or confessional says, Marlo struggles with what personality she wants to present to the world, and she often presents the fake one. You could put lipstick on a pig, but it's still Marlo Hampton. That part. Uh-huh. Um. They just jo- Kenya talks about okay we're going to the the charity thing later we're gonna get to the house or get to the hotels and then we'll head back and Kenya jokes like makes a joke about because was like oh god you're bringing like five plus ones and Kenya's like they'll accommodate me with all my plus ones apparently not <laughs> I have opinions continue yeah Saray so they all go to their rooms Sera goes to her room and she's like this is no damn sweet, you know upset about the room or whatever. Which again, she never said sweet. She said bigger room. I'll, I'll, I'll give. I didn't understand the shitting on the hotel and shitting on the accommodations. I just. Because Marlo's like, when we were at Blue Ridge, I had concierge, 24 hour chefs, cheese boards, cocktails, and you're giving us mini champagne bottles. One, she's not giving you mini champagne bottles. That's what the hotel has.
1: Also, and, you don't get to compare the accommodations when you kicked everybody out.
0: Yeah. And it's also, it's, a ni- it's like a nice. It's probably, like, maybe a four-star hotel. It's not, like, a... a, It's not a place that has, like, extensive suites and not, like, you know... But it's also not the fucking days in. Yeah, it...
1: Sure. Is it... You know the fucking Hilton Anatole? No, but it's also not the Holiday Inn. Yeah. So you're shut not, the fuck up. You're not like, going
0: to fucking Turks and Caico, Caicos. Like not you're in Birmingham, <laughs> and that's not shitting on Birmingham. But you're going to a like you're going to a football game. That's yeah. like, a, like it's like what the you are you expecting like I don't know I don't get it I didn't understand it. Um, Brooklyn arrived. Uh, Kenya's assistant brought her, but Kenya has to go to this charity event, so she can't be with her, etc. Right. Um, and we, and they, I will say this, they know Brooklyn's there as much as they may not know the other stuff. I was confused, but watching it back, they know Brooklyn's there because when Moneta comes down in her outfit and Kenya's like, you're, you need to change into something else. This like sh- shiny, silvery romper short thing. Brooklyn's there as Monetta's there. So they know Brooklyn's there.
1: Yeah. Which also, can we talk a second about Moneta's outfit? <laughs> because, Fast forward to this event that they're going to, and she was appropriately dressed.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, honestly, she was maybe even still overdressed for that event, because everyone was just in, like, t-shirts and jeans. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Um, Also,
1: it wasn't that that was inappropriate. Like, it was a romper. It's not like she was... What did you think she
0: was wearing? Like Kenya was like, we're not going to the strip club. It's like... That's I'd, not what you wear to the strip you club. You could wear it at the strip club, but it's not, like, what I would think of when I think of, like, strip club attire.
1: Like, that's upscale mall
0: attire. Yeah. It's like you're, it's like you're power walking in, like, a... Yeah, like, it's, it's cute to go running around in.
1: Yeah. It's not anything crazy.
0: Um, they all go, but Kenya has to leave. Kenya leaves with Sheree and Courtney because they're the only ones on time, and she's like, I have to be at this event by 8.15. 15. Um, so she's like, you guys have to get a car or whatever to get there. Um, Manya though, ri- Manya ends up arriving at the same time as them, though, as even though she took a separate car. Um, Kenya then has this whole thing about how so the dress code for this event is fashion forward, you know, upscale, and they see, like, these, like, these stock image flashes of, like, champagne, champagne toasting, and, like, ball, <laughs> and then they just cut to the event, and it's just, like, a, it feels like a block party, which, like, fine, wow. but, like, Okay, it's like, again, what was the communication?
1: There's more confusion about the communication to come.
0: Yeah. Uh, Marlo and Sonia are riding over, and Marlo says, thank God for my life, Coach, because the old Marlo would have gone ham at the restaurant. Literally, like, 30, 30 minutes later, you're literally proving your point wrong. But we'll get there. <laughs> um, Marlo and Sonia get... Marlo, and, but also, like... It's like again, like everyone's kind of in like really like super casual, just like whatever. There is a bar, and then Marla uh, orders a bottle of champagne and sparklers, like the big sparklers you'd get for like, like like you would like if you were at a strip club. Like
1: I don't understand.
0: How did they have the sparklers on hand?
1: Like do do bars in Birmingham just have low grade fireworks on hand? I don't understand.
0: Yeah. Sonia goes over and it's like Kenya, why did you leave us or whatever, et, et cetera. And Ken- Kenya's like, I texted you or whatever about the. the like whole... she
1: was literally on the phone with Boneta and was like, we're not.
0: Yeah, and Mar- Marley goes, did you text me, Kenya? And Mar- Kenya goes, no, I don't have your number. <laughs> <laughs> but also, Kenya made up made a good point online, which was like, why is Sonia being so uptight about like le- when last year on the vacation in Jamaica. When we weren't on time for her event thing or whatever in Jamaica, she literally left us. And that's when
1: they weren't on time. Kenya waited. Yeah. And people still weren't there. It's,
0: I don't, yeah. Um, Marlo said, Marlo makes a comment that uh, Kenya looks like a low-rent Carrie Bradshaw, which like, okay, okay. Weren't you trying to play, like, wasn't that your whole thing that you were Carrie Bradshaw, like your first season on this show, Marlo, or what you were trying to at least portray? Mm Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, So then they go to the rooftop area to sort of have more drinks and sort of hang out. And then a producer has to pull Kenya aside and be like, so the people don't want us here because they say you're a distraction with, like, all the cameras and the lights and stuff like that. So they didn't get clearance? There's no way
1: that, like, this is what doesn't make sense. Why would production go, it is production's job to obtain paperwork for filming in a venue. It is not Kenya's job to do that. Kenya needs to put them in touch with these people because Kenya is the one
0: sure. connecting it. But I'm sure but, she did because they knew the they knew the venue they were going to. They I mean they got into a, they were going in a sprinter van. So that sprinter van is obviously organized through the show, right?
1: Which leads me to believe this is more of that eric douchebag
0: yeah i don't trust eric.
1: manipulating this shit eric what are you doing i always you're I, not a housewife even though you've had as much plastic surgery as one you're not a housewife i so back the fuck up
0: i always and, and i have been a documented kenya moore apologist so sometimes i am just a full stand to but like, i'm not i forgive her <laughs> but this i feel like this has been happening Remember, like, two seasons ago with the whole uh, BLM uh, stuff that Portia was doing Mm -hmm. and how Kenya was being outspoken that she thought it was fake, but they didn't provide the context as to why Kenya thought it was fake because of the whole stuff with Candy trying to get those um, specials on Bravo and Portia, like, in the group text, like, saying shit about it. Right. So that's why Kenya felt performative, but they left out all the context as to why Kenya felt that way. Hmm. I feel like sometimes they do Kenya dirty. I'm just going to say that.
1: Yeah. Sounds like it.
0: Um, Kenya basically tells them they have to leave and they're like, what? Um, they all go back to the hotel and Kenya basically says, we'll see. I'll see you guys tomorrow when we go to the game. Sanya like, you know, it just feels like something's happening and we're being left out. You know, it's because of production. Like, what are you
1: doing, Sanya? Stop it.
0: I, it, See, I, don't, I don't get what they're trying to do. And then they decide to then go up to her room. I'm trying to, I think it was Sheree that suggested it, which like.
1: It was a clusterfuck.
0: One, why are you going up to her room? Like, come on. Sheree knocks on her door politely though, but doesn't hear anything. And we find out like, it's, I, from what I can see, it looks like Kenya is like changing. Like, cause she doesn't seem to have like a top on. Yeah. Um, but Sheree knocks, no one's answers. And then Marlo then starts kicking the door. Yeah, and banging on it with the flat like of her mule hand. Like kicking it, like with the and, yeah, it's like to, you know, and then, you know full on
1: chopping the door like a wrestler would chop. And
0: then Kenya, like, fucking slams the door at one point and is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, my daughter's fucking in, in here. What the fuck are you doing? You psycho fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, and she's Marlo's yelling, Summer! Because so, I guess that's Kenya's middle name. Because Marlo's still mad that she called her out for her real name being LaToya at the last reunion. Um, and Sheree's like Sheree literally tells Marlo her daughter, Brooklyn's in there, Brooklyn's in there. And Marlo goes, that, and it'd be one thing if like Marlo didn't realize that or something. Like, like I was saying, like, it would be one thing if Marlo didn't realize Brooklyn was in there. And it was, a, you know, and that was a mistake on her part. But Sharae literally tells her Brooklyn's in there. And Marla goes, that's bullshit. Get your ass out here and put Brooklyn in another room. Excuse me? Who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah. Like who? You are not going to talk. Like you, like you can fuck up your nephews. You're not talking about how I parent my kid or what to do with my kid. Yeah. How fucking dare you? And then we find Kenya's like I'm calling the police, and that's how we end the episode. And it seems to get even crazier, like Ken- fucking Marlo slamming a door in Monetta's face, and like oh, it's like it's getting too crazy. And it's it's it, Mar- yeah Marlo needs that peach revoked because it is rotten, a rotten rotten peach. Um, yeah, so that was fucking mess. Speaking of mess, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, part one of the Real Housewives in New Jersey reunion, don't go anywhere. Well, hello, friends. I'm your pal in the mainstream media. And, and uh, I'm the Riz. And Thank you know, much. Riz, it takes years of strenuous, dedicated training before you're worthy to step inside a professional wrestling ring. But it takes even more time to develop complex, highly astute opinions about professional wrestling. Am I right? That is correct. And you know where we can find that? Yes. On a wrestling man. That's right. I'm Eamon. I'm Merlin. And if you're anything like us,
1: you live your life out loud. And when it comes to issues of discrimination, inequity, and outright bigotry, We use every platform we have to speak out against systems of oppression that
0: perpetrate violence against marginalized groups. That's why we are so proud to wear designs from the Survivors Know merch store. Their team has created designs that feature unapologetic, empowering, and survivor-centered messaging that range from mild... Like, accountability is love, and
1: toxicity is not on the menu. To
0: a little more spicy.
1: Like, one of my favorites... Fuck Your Laws, Fuck Your System, Transformative Justice Now, which has
0: a cute little happy flower on it. Each design is available on a variety of items from t-shirts and hoodies to bags, blankets, magnets, and even stickers. And as more items become available, the options will continue to grow. 100% of the proceeds go back into supporting
1: the amazing work done at Survivors Know to support survivors, workers, and survivor advocates by organizing, challenging the status quo and creating alternatives
0: to the systems that fail us. Support Survivors Know by shopping today at survivorsknow.threadless.com That's survivorsknow.threadless.com Sidekick Media Services, we are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at sidekickmediaservices.com
1: Welcome back to a gay and is MB. Let's head on up to Jersey. Talk about a reunion. Oh, for fuck's
0: sake! This reunion. I'm 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 over it. I'm so over it. Uh, me, you, and Dolores. <laughs> yeah, Dolores, Dolores was such a mood. We'll get to it. But Dolores was such a mood this fucking episode. Um, I literally, I literally it was like, I care and want to hear about literally. Anything else other than this Melissa, Melissa, Teresa bullshit. I really don't fucking care at this point.
1: Honestly, there was nothing new, really. No, it's the same fight. I mean, I know that we get some new stuff later, um, but it's it's the same shit over and over again.
0: The only good stuff is like Andy, at the very least, is able to corroborate certain things because he's so close with the two of them. Right, but like that's really the only thing that's interesting, other than them just rehashing shit that we never will get the answers to.
1: Yeah, like we we get, for example, we get cooperation that uh, Melissa never contacted production to try to get on the show.
0: Well, she never contacted Andy. Well, right that that was the that was the question posed at least. I th- I
1: mean, I, yeah, we'll get. But in- even Teresa admits
0: that. Yeah, even Teresa admitted that. So it's like, it's just like. Yeah, it's really frustrating. But that was
1: literally the only new bit of information.
0: Andy actually did a decent. Ju- I know the tree huggers are, are going to jump down, like anything that's like any like nuanced point. It's like you're defending Melissa. Um, but like Andy, actually, think it did a good job of holding both sides of the couches accountable for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like there were a couple times where I was like, oh, I'm glad you held the left side a little accountable on certain things. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to it. Um, first of all, let's can we talk about the portraits? On the set with their faces. That was something. That was a choice. I don't know if I love that. I love the set. Yeah. I I thought the set was really pretty. It reminded me a little bit. I mean, they were really. I mean, they were particularly going Ireland vibe. It reminded me of the season nine Atlanta reunion set. The the candy phaedra moment. Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite sets. There's something very regal about it, and sort of like.
1: It also was giving me um a little bit. Of, like, the Traders vibe. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the, because there was the, um, I don't remember what the different, like, clan fabrics are called, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean. We just need
0: Alan coming on one yeah. of the photos, and anyway, we'll round it out. Um, everyone starts filing in. Um, there was this weird, like, Teresa comes in and says hi to everyone, and Marge turns to Rachel and goes, I didn't even say hi to her. Okay. <laughs> like. Cool. I don't know what the, like, like you could have, you could have like, okay. Margaret's really pissed about other stuff, which we'll, I think get into later. But like, um, I also will just say this offhand. Andy says, this is one of the best dress, uh, Jersey reunions. I do agree with that for the most part. I did not like Melissa's look. I like
1: Melissa's look if it weren't for the hood.
0: Yeah. The hood and it's too, the problem is the
1: hood's too big. I'm fine with the hood being the size that it is because I like if I'm going to have a hood on something, I want it to be that big, like dramatic type hood. The problem is, is that it's long enough to where it is just below on her back. The The head of the uh, hood is just low enough on her back where it hits below the edge of the couch so she's constantly adjusting it she's constantly
0: yeah she's fucking with it the whole entire
1: reunion and it's so distracting
0: I feel like she's it, all, it just feels like a look where it's wearing her like
1: it's like I don't necessarily get that cause, because I I think again without the the hood part it would be it's a, a sequined sense. gown you know yeah. like
0: I, yeah I, just something about it which is I wasn't a big fan. Um, Andy tries to start the reunion with the intro, and then Teresa's phone goes off, and it's Joe Giudice.
1: This was the most planned bullshit oh, I've ever seen so? in my
0: life. Yes.
1: Yeah. There's no way that he calls right as Andy is starting the fuck. No, absolutely not.
0: I would. I don't. I feel like it wasn't exactly timed, but I don't even know if it was planned on Teresa's end. I think it was maybe planned on production's end, maybe in the post edit.
1: I don't. I don't think so. I think. It was, we're supposed to start around this time, so call.
0: Yeah, I guess. Um, Joe, is, she puts Joe on speaker, and she's like, Joe goes, hey, Tree, ask Jennifer's husband, Bill, if he does bags under your eyes. And then Andy's like, Andy's like, you you need a bag under your eye surgery? And she's like, oh, for a friend of mine, <laughs> like whatever. I, I think he said it was for his, his his dad. Maybe. Or his mom or something. Something like that. Um, and Andy's like, Andy's like, have you been watching the show still? And, and, and Joe's like, not really. And Andy goes, I don't think you watched when you were on the show. So that's, no, no. he didn't famously. Um, they go around the, uh, girls to sort of give them their introductions. Um, Jennifer. The only one I noted was that um, Jennifer says that she's wearing uh, blue in tribute to like the evil eye mm-hmm. sort of vibe, and Andy goes, oh, Ramona Blue," and Jennifer goes, "I call it royal blue," and Andy goes, "Most do." <laughs> I love him just shading Ramona. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. She's not on the network anymore. Who gives a shit?
0: Yeah. Um. So then they st- so basically they're like, okay, so obviously we got to start with the stuff with you and Melissa, with Teresa and Melissa. You know, it'll be a big part of today or whatever. And then, so Teresa had talked a lot about, or, no, no, it actually was Andy. Andy was on his radio show talking about the reunion, uh, mm-hmm. being like, you know, at one point, like I could feel Teresa's heartbeat. And it was like really beating out of her chest. Like she was really upset. And I was like, oh, God, that's really intense.
1: What I didn't know was that she literally, before she even says a word, goes, Andy, give me a hand.
0: And and, well, and it's so awkward. <laughs> it's all She's like, Andy, give me a hand. And then
1: literally no, no, pulls no. him over and put and makes him basically cup the top of her boob. But he's like, she's literally
0: like, no, not that hand, that hand. <laughs> no, closer. No, like literally lean in. No, okay, so move a little, move, you can move a little, little down, right? No, no, hold on, right? <laughs> and she was, it was just like, it was so awkward. I,
1: and then they just sit there, and then he goes, wow. Yeah, <laughs> she fast. Goes, she goes, Yeah, it's real, Andy. <laughs> and I'm
0: like, come on. <laughs> come on. And then guys. she just goes, Please, God be with me. And this prayer hands and this Namaste. <laughs> Jeez. And then uh, Andy Andy basically asks what their goals are for the day. So and he's like, just so we all know and I can help facilitate in any way I can. And Teresa's like, you know, I want to close the chapter and I want to move forward. You know, yeah, I wish her well, peace, and all that, but you know, I want to close mm-hmm. things. And Melissa's like, you know, there's a lot of truth that needs to come out. And I do agree, though, that it needs, to, I want it closed in peace. So, yeah. And then Andy so, uh, so he congratulates Teresa on the wedding again. You know, says like, you're, you know, asked about being still in our love bubble and stuff like that. And he starts the sentence about, what's the biggest adjustment since the wedding? And before you can even finish the sentence, Teresa goes, I mean, the hardest thing is, is my family hurting us? Like right before we were getting married. I mean, you know, his family's so wonderful and here's my family hurting him. Like...
1: That's not what he was she talking liter- about. He
0: literally like you didn't let him finish the question.
1: <laughs> he he was
0: asking the adjustment to married life. Like you know, is it you know waking up in the morning together every day? Is it the you know the newlywed? Fi- it, no, no, like, it's the fact that you're still obsessed. Tree. Yeah. And then Melissa's like, How did it, how did we hurt him? And Teresa goes, Are we watching the same show? Are we watching the same? Sh-? And they just start like crossing. And he's like, We're not going to do this right now. We're jumping the gun. Yeah. And, Andy, and Teresa's like, Yeah, no, no, no. We're right. We're jumping the gun. Let's act like Beverly Hills does one at a time. And Melissa goes, Well, you're not Beverly Hills.
1: <laughs> it's so good.
0: So Andy asks um, about Dina and why De- Dina bowed out of the wedding. And Teresa basically says she didn't want to be on camera. Andy's kind of like, but you know, she could have like just not signed a release, right? And we wouldn't have featured her. Cause I mean, for Vanderpump, like Kristen and Jax were at the fucking wedding and like they, they didn't show them at all on the show. So there was a way to sort of get around it. And Teresa's like, she didn't want people to know that she was coming. You know, I wish she wouldn't have done it till last minute, but, and I don't know where I stand on the Dina aspect. Dina has herself maintained, cause Andy's basically also points out like, it seemed like you guys were always posting, like, couples dates and, like, you together and stuff on social media, and there was a period where it stopped. So, like, was there a period where the friendship stopped? And Dina has gone on record to say, we've always been friends. There never has been a break. The, like, there's no issue. But it
1: doesn't look like that. I'm just saying. It It may, like... It tracks that there was a falling out like Joe, like we know Joe Gorga says later.
0: Do you think there was a falling out and they got back? Maybe. Because to me, I don't understand. Like if there was such a falling out, I don't know why Dina would still be to this day saying there's not an issue. We've never had an issue. I would think To me, I think she would be silent.
1: You would think so. I mean, but if people are asking, then, like, she has to say something.
0: I guess. Um, she's like, no, we are, we've we always been friends. We've always been close. Oh, and Louie and Dave never had any business dealings. Like, before anything gets asked about it. Yeah. Which, I get is a, something that Joe brought up. And Melissa then said, well, Dave has also denied that. She's like, I was, Dave has said, I've never been in business dealings with Louie. And this, we didn't have a blow up about, about anything. Melissa gets asked about what Joe said, and Melissa basically, I found it sort of weird. Melissa's like, you know, Dave had a private conversation with Joe, and it was wrong for Joe to bring it up on camera. Like, not denying it, not not saying it wasn't true, but being like, we will take ownership for bringing it up on camera. like being Like, being apologetic for it, which, which like... That, to me, corroborates the whole thing.
1: That, that to me, says we are trying to keep this out of the public eye because Dina does not like the public scrutiny. That's why she left the show. Yeah. So, we don't want this out there. We are maintaining that we are still friends with them. Even though we are no longer showing up on their social media, we are no longer going to be at or in the wedding. We are no longer involved with them at all. Right. This is what's happening just so that you're aware. It
0: just seemed odd. Like I I, I don't know why. Like I
1: to me it corroborates the story.
0: Yeah. Um Andy basically uh asked Trace about not inviting Melissa's mom, and she basically says like, you know, I felt when I was putting my list together, I felt like if I invited her, I would then be obligated to bring the whole family. And so that's why I didn't have it in front of my mind. And then Melissa goes, but they were on your mind when your dad wasn't here and you needed to introduce Louie, to family at my shore house. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, and then there's this weird conversation about how Teresa basically was like, you know, when I was single and left Joe, like they never asked me out to dinner. This wasn't good for Teresa. And Melissa's like, you know, yes we fucking did like you were at dinner with Shane my next door neighbor who you had a crush on or whatever and to, and like they literally then show the photos that Melissa yep. clearly gave L- production like
1: multiple different
0: events yeah like and and Teresa like at one point Teresa's like no that's a different one and Melissa's like I'm talking about literally multiple events or multiple dinners and Teresa's like I think I invited myself to those okay. really? real okay uh Andy, this is where I also talk about Andy corroborating. Andy's like, you know, I always got the vibe when I was talking to Melissa that the four of you guys were hanging out, that things were going well. Um, and then I didn't understand Teresa saying that her that Joe was the one that introduced Louie onto the show. What did that mean? Like, did I don't even did he have a scene with Louis? Then does that what she? No, meant? he
1: was saying that that Joe was the one encouraging Louie to come on the okay. show. Okay,
0: uh, that's not yeah. Introducing and encourage. I think she probably just said the wrong word. <laughs> she I made, mean, it's Teresa. Yeah, um, Melissa. Uh, uh, Melissa then is like Louis knew who Teresa was before coming to the show. He knew about Housewives. He wanted to be on the show. He. She also says she tried to get with Alexia. From Miami. From Miami, which they said that Alexia and Louis have always maintained that they were friends. But like also, what was the timeline to where I believe Alexia was already with Todd?
1: Well, I mean, that that might just be a m- misunderstanding of the nature of Maybe the relationship. Maybe they get on as a
0: friendship. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, and they get again. It's just a lot of crosstalk, too, where it's like I didn't yeah. even take notes where it's just like. Yeah. And Melissa says something about it, like, yo, Teresa, you've been doing this for years. And then Teresa goes, that's why it's going to be over after tonight. I can't wait. And Melissa goes, why? Where are you going? And Teresa goes, you're leaving. And Andy's face was like, oh, shit. Well, and and I maintain that this is the
1: moment I think Teresa fucked up because we have a history on Bravo of when you decide that the show is yours and not Bravo's. That's when you go home. Vicky Uh Jax Taylor,
0: yeah. Who
1: Who else is the, like? It's not. It's, it's happened a Meanie. couple of times.
0: Nini, NeNe. Nini's,
1: yeah. Like it. Literally, every time that shit happens, you are not on the next season. Yeah. So. Watch yourself these next couple episodes, Teresa. Yeah. This is not your show.
0: And Teresa's like, I don't know how we're going to coexist, the two of us. And Melissa's like, well, I guess I just got a couple hours left then. <laughs> like, she's a... Um, uh, Teresa is... And Andy asked, like, if this, if, you know, one of you are no longer the show, does that mean she'll be out of your life? And Teresa's like, she'll be out of my life after tonight. And there's, like, kind of dead silence. And Melissa goes, Sad. That I was like, okay, Melissa, but you've said the same thing. You've said you wanted her out of your, your life. Yes,
1: but I, I still feel like Melissa, if she were to see change, she would still give Teresa another chance. Sure. I, I don't get that sense from Teresa anymore. I, I did at the beginning of the season. Yeah. But I, I, I don't feel like she's still in that place.
0: I... I... Honestly, I can't be bothered to care. I j- yeah, like, maybe in a couple years. But, like, right now, I'm just like, you both clearly want this gone now. So, like, yeah. whatever. Um, Andy asked about the hair at the wedding. They do, they talk about the bobby pins and all that stuff. Um, The topic of Margaret being emotional at the wedding and crying. Uh, she was like, it, it, really, it was really touching and, you know, and, that. and Teresa's like, I was really touched when I saw that You know, I went to go looking for you at the wedding I wanted to dance, I, you know, etc And you left And Margaret says she was genuinely there for her But after watching the finale And knowing what was going on behind her back And we think that she's just talking about the whole Laura set up bullshit And Teresa's like, I had nothing to do with that And Margaret's like, okay And Teresa's like, believe what you want And Danielle's like, what show, you know, Danielle makes a comment, like, what show did you watch? Like, Teresa had nothing to do with that. Margaret's like, I'm not talking about the lore thing. I'm talking about private investigators. So she's saying she watched the part of what Louis had said about Mm -hmm. the Bo Deedle stuff. And based off of the trailer, that's going to be coming up a lot when Louis comes out. Yep. So, yeah. Um, Which,
1: just to jump ahead to that, like... Bo Deedle has now come out and said <laughs> that, that Louie did not hire him. The refuting of this has always been Louis did not hire Bo Deedle, but that was not the claim. Louis has said that they're friends. That was not the claim that Louis had at, beginning, at the beginning. He said the first time Bo Deedle's name comes up, mm-hmm. he says that Bo brought that to him. Right. Not that he paid him to look into it. I think it was done as a favor. A lawyer. And so they're just like lawyer lawyer easing it. Yeah.
0: A lawyer misrepresenting the fucking full truth. No. (laughs)
1: Couldn't possibly be that a lawyer that's entangled in the fucking Trump administration bullshit (laughs) is a liar. Of all (gasps) people.
0: Good. Oh, I, I, if I had pearls, I'd clutch them. <laughs> okay. So then we move on from this stuff. And I was like, thank fucking God. Let's talk to Dolores. Like I, I literally was like, I can't give 10 more minutes to the, this Dolores stuff. I am so much more invested in it than any of this fucking bullshit. Oh yeah. Um, Andy asked Dolores about Polly. Um, and she's talks about how great the relationship's been, that she's broken down some of her walls being with him. Um. What Andy asks what she loves the most, and she says that he's willing to be such a part of her life. You know, unlike um uh, David and and some of the others. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dolores gets asked a question about the dynamics changing with Frank and how, well, and well, and about that, like it was kind of a question of like you're icing Frank out or whatever, and she's like, no, the dynamics are changing. He will always be family. He'll always be part of my life. But as certain, you know, she makes a point of like you can't have two number ones in your life. Yeah, the dynamic is different. It's not the same. You know what we talked about beforehand.
1: Yeah, which, you know. Well, and I think that the the problem is is that we didn't see that as an audience. We didn't see that as what was being presented until that conversation in the restaurant. Yeah, like we had had all season being. It was like. Well, you're out, the new guy's in. Right. Tough luck. (laughs) Um, And that's not how Dolores was ever presenting it in real life. That's not how she was presenting it to Frank. That's just what we were getting as an audience. And I kind of wish we had gotten that initial interpretation Mm. of it so that we could go through the whole season understanding where Dolores was coming from.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, She says that Gabby and Frankie Jr. are still close with David and Dolores is perfectly fine with that and that Frank still lives with David. And this like baffles Andy. You know, Dolores at one point goes like, Frank did build the house and Andy goes, someone built my house, but they don't live with me. I didn't think it was that weird.
1: But you also aren't friends with the person that built your house.
0: And yeah, that's, no. It didn't seem odd to me. It doesn't, like to me, it doesn't feel like Dolores and David, like it'd be one thing if they like broke up really terribly, but like, It didn't, it just seemed like they were, what they wanted out of the relationship was different. So they broke up. It wasn't like, yeah. um, and, Andy asked why she moved in. This was a good question. I thought Andy asked why she moved in with Paulie without an express commitment because she had said that in the past about not wanting to sort of move in with a partner until they were like committed to be married. Right. And Dolores basically says that the intention is different. Right. She believes that he will, he intends to marry her. Right. So I think, and I, I agree um she uh she also though the that paul was kind of pulling frank's leg when he said that he already had the ring right and stuff like that which i well, think was interesting I think,
1: I think that that's supported by the look that she gives him when he says that yeah like they they play it again and i'm like oh that's what that look was. okay cool yeah because i didn't get that in the moment but i get it now it it makes sense
0: so annie then asks how long paul's been divorced and dolores says he's not divorced and they're like, what? And then this is where we get, like, dramatic music, like, sort of, like, dramatic music at this moment. But it goes by real quick, and they don't follow up. But also... Because it's really not that... To me, it was not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal, and also, it's not
1: new news.
0: Yeah. She's like, they've been separated for 14 years. And she's like, he never thought about getting married again. Didn't feel that... They both didn't feel the hassle of it, so they just never did. But if he were to marry me, they are going to get a divorce. Well, didn't it come... A-
1: in the finale,
0: no, it came up because Margaret brought it up at the after show, remember
1: oh, when, oh, 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 oh,
0: that's when it came up, yeah, in that real shady comment, yeah, um, but to me, when Dolores explained it, it made sense to me, like it didn't seem yeah. like bullshit, like like if you why go through the hassle when like you don't feel like you're going to get remarried, yeah, i and. It, and, and Dolores and Paul have both said that she, he, Paul has a good relationship with his ex. Yeah. So it's not as if, like, she's holding up the papers. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not a Mark situation with Kenya. Like, I, don't, I, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. But, like, it, like it's a big dramatic music. She explains it, and he goes, okay, we'll be right back. And it was like... Yeah. I, it was weird. We come back, and Danielle, we go to the Danielle segment. Um, Danielle like immediately gets emotional about the topic about her brother. Um, she said they haven't spoken in three years, but they're going to see each other the next day because, um, her grandmother recently passed away. The wake was the day of the reunion, but she's going to the funeral and, um, he'll be there. Obviously, um, Danielle, the the topic of if like, they've reached out and tried to communicate Danielle and Danielle says that they they sent a baby gift for their baby and they returned it. Which it's like, Oof. Jesus Christ. That's like, just don't, like, just, just take it to Goodwill or why something. Why go through like, the effort
1: of, like. Because, like, that took extra effort, number one. And number two, there's no reason to do that unless your point is to hurt somebody. Yeah. Like, you could have just, you you could have donated that. You could have given it to somebody. You could have done so many things with that that weren't inflicting pain and still didn't keep that in your house if you didn't want anything to do with it. But you actively chose to hurt somebody. Yeah. Like I, I don't, don't understand. I don't like that. him.
0: I don't even I don't know him, but I don't like him. <laughs> um Danielle it, uh, the topic of like her being on this show and that, and Danielle actually says that this was his favorite show. Which I this, this is straight man. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's not. You said a lot you were of... getting a sister-in-law, so. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying. I I just there's a there's, couple straight men. There was not a lot
1: of them though, yeah. And I'm just saying.
0: Um. But yeah, and so then you know. Danielle gets asked if she's hiding something like there's a viewer question about like you're you're clearly hiding something which again it's like I don't understand that she's clearly hiding something people can maybe just not be informed on things and if something someone completely cuts off communication you're never going to get an answer
1: and also she doesn't owe you every bit of her life story like I get the fact that she told conflicting stories between when she initially brought it up to Melissa in the store and then retold that story later. I get that there was a second bit that was told to Melissa that was not shared again, ever again on the show. But, like... But, like, she's also entitled to... This other person's not on the show. Yeah. It's not like it's something between her and her husband. Right. That, you know, her husband's on the show, she's on the show, this needs to be on the show. Yeah. This is, this happened before the show. This happened with someone off the show. Why does it need to be here?
0: Hmm. Danielle, but when asked if she's hiding anything, like she makes the comment of like, you know, honestly, I would rather ask you guys and, and specifically you, Mark, you, Margaret, to please share anything you might have in your arsenal that you might know, like making a joke about it. And Margaret makes it so I don't want anything bad happening to your fam for your family, etc. Like Margaret was kind of backtracking a lot. I felt in terms of the Danielle stuff.
1: But also, I can understand if you're Danielle and you're like, if there is another reason. Someone who has done digging into people <laughs> might actually have some information. Can we get so- Bo Deedle on the call? <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: and Andy, but Andy brings up like. But you did make a couple comments, Margaret, that were felt like a little bit below the belt in terms of, in terms of things. And Margaret says, you know, Danielle had said in Ireland, "I forgive, but don't forget," and that is the th- at the, this point the theme of Housewives in New Jer- of New Jersey. And what I said came off Accurate. very harsh, and I didn't mean for it to be harsh. And Jennifer even Jennifer goes, I actually agree with you, Margaret, on that about the, this being the theme. And then Melissa goes, you know, I should get the trophy for forgiving and forgetting. And Teresa then goes me too and then margaret then tries to continue this conversation about danielle but then melissa and Teresa are just fucking i was so sick
1: of both of these ladies this whole time because every time that anybody tried to have a conversation about something that wasn't there it argument, routed back it routed back it was like god damn shut the fuck up for two seconds to let someone else have a conversation for once yeah this is not the Teresa and Melissa hour.
0: Yeah. Well, and cause then Mark to that point, Margaret brings up like, you know, I was really supportive of you when you first came in the group. I helped you with stuff with your bougie kids, you know, logos and stuff. like that. And Teresa goes, you never helped me. And it's like, oh my God, really shut the fuck up. And Margaret's just like, you flipped on me like a pancake. And Danielle's like, I did not flip on you. Um, Melissa gets asked where her and Danielle stand. And, You know, Melissa's like, I really liked you in the early goings. You seem fun, whatever. And then again, Teresa's like, well, you're trying to befriend her for a storyline or whatever. There was all this like also insider baseball term. And I'm just like, yeah, I get that. That's where we're at in terms of housewives in general. But it's like, I'm just so over it. Melissa's like, that's a character assassination. And Melissa goes, you know, because Teresa's like, you wanted to be friend. So buddy, buddy and friends with Danielle. And Melissa goes, why, why did you want to be friends with Rachel? And I was like, yeah, and even Teresa was confused by that. And Rachel literally goes, I don't think she wants to be friends with me. <laughs> like that, I, to me, like say that about like maybe Jen Fessler. Like why would Teresa want, but like. Maybe. Teresa clearly didn't want to be friends with Rachel this season.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I don't get it.
0: Um, You know, and then the, this part was funny. Melissa's like, Teresa, you just repeat everything of what the hate, of all these haters online and what comes out of their mouths. You just repeat Word yeah. word, for word. And Margaret goes, the tree stumps, making the joke about the tree huggers. And Teresa goes, tree stump? Look at what you look like. And the, Melissa, or Margaret has to be like, I'm not calling you a tree stump. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes, whoo, right over her head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that made me giggle. Um, the topic, someone asked a question about like the mean girl mentality that Danielle had to face with Jackie and Margaret, which I do actually agree with. Like, I, I, I felt it was a little gang up and mean girly. And Danielle has a good line. She's like, Margaret, you called me a wannabe. And you know what? It's exactly the truth. I want to be nothing like you. Oof. That was a good line. Margaret then says that she, like, I never mocked you. You did. You, you literally, multiple episodes in a row, made fun of her crying all the time. Yeah. You literally were, like, bougie. You know, the, the definition of bougie is wanting to be a want. Like, you literally were, like, attacking her, like, all season. I didn't understand that. And then Margaret gets a, a dig in at Jennifer. for Like, Jennifer has been pretty quiet for the most part at this point. <laughs> Jennifer's <laughs> like... Why am I in it? Like, oh shit! <laughs> Margaret goes you, to Danielle. Goes, you had a great first season. You had a lot of endorsements, <laughs> and then Jennifer and Margaret start fighting about endorsements, and brings Andy into it about Andy. You and then Andy's need, like, why, why? am I, I in it? I love endorsements. <laughs> it's like I was. I was like, oh my god. Um, Andy br- talks to Danielle about that. She re- he thought it was really interesting that she, uh, you know, in many moments is very tough in certain regards, but mm-hmm. also is very emotional in that. And what what was based off of that? And Danielle's like, I was just shocked with all the Rachel stuff, and and uh, that that's what the emotion was coming from, and how she twisted it. And then they play the flashback, and I had said it before, but I'm also now definitively at this point, I do think that Rachel twisted it a little bit, because they show her literally saying. You know, Teresa and Jennifer told me that Laura had said that Margaret uh, has an arsenal on people or whatever. And Rachel's response to her is like, you know, yeah, people brought stuff to me. I don't like the whole, like, you know, this person says this talking to And Danielle's response is, I agree. You know, I just think Margaret maybe is a little hard on Jennifer. That's the all. That's what Danielle said. And then we cut to the party, and, and Rachel says, "You know, Danielle came up to me and said that you have an arsenal." And, the, and it's like, no, that's not what it was. Yeah, I mean,
1: it could have simply been a game of telephone. It could have been malicious. I guess we won't I don't know. Think, I don't
0: know if it was malicious. I'll say this: I don't know if it was malicious. But watching it back, yeah, like literally, Andy asked Margaret. Margaret watching that scene back what was your reaction and Margaret has to be like it was much more mild than i than i thought yeah well and but also says that Rachel didn't misrepresent anything because Rachel
1: seemed to feel like she was being honest like and it, it makes it easy to believe her when she believes her right you know like she doesn't seem like she's trying to lie to you she you know seems honest in what she's saying so um and and i'm usually pretty good at sussing that out and so i mean i i really do think it was just a, a bad game of telephone
0: yeah and andy's like watching it as a fan it didn't seem like a big deal like, watching that conversation. And Margaret was, like, tells Danielle, like, you took it hard for the rest of the season. And Danielle goes, because you wouldn't let it go, Margaret. Like, yeah, y- like, and Andy literally calls Margaret on it. it's like, you talked about it the whole season. And Melissa was like, Danielle, you kept bringing it up. And Danielle's like, no, I fucking didn't. I literally watched, Danielle's like, watch me in Ireland. I was like, oh, my God, I really hope I can just get through this dinner and nobody, br-. like, j- like, Margaret they, kept bringing it up. Yeah, I mean, either either
1: uh, Margaret would bring it up or um, Rachel would bring it up. But either either it was the actual con con um, conversation or it was the the rat comment from later. So I mean, it was one or the other. It was never Danielle bringing it up.
0: Yeah, and Rachel Ra- Rachel goes you know, this is what you, this is what I'm talking about. You take zero accountability and it goes back to your relationship with your brother. And I'm like, can we stop bringing the brother stuff into this? This has nothing to do with this whole dynamic first off. And second off, you can't hold these two ideas in your head that we don't know the true story about her relationship with her brother, but also everything she does to me is in relation to, and, and is the reason why she doesn't have a relationship with her brother.
1: Yeah, you, you certainly don't know why she doesn't have a relationship with her brother. So. so,
0: how does that make sense? You know, Danielle goes, If I'm an asshole and a bitch, I own it. And Rachel goes, Well, you were an asshole and a bitch to me, and then, and you don't own it. And then, this is where Danielle goes, Because you're the biggest bitch on the planet. And like, literally, it's like, I love Danielle. Like, Danielle's me when I get el- it was so annoyed. Good. Like, she turned into, like, her voice almost turned into Elmo in a sense. And it like, was so good. And the, and, it, her
1: accent was so strong. Yeah. Which, like, uh, it was, it made my heart happy. Like, I, I love a good unapologetic accent. I love it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Rachel makes a comment about her being insecure. And Daniel's like, my balls drag out the door. I'm not insecure. And Rachel basically is like, I didn't like how Danielle was calling me a snobby bitch in her confessional. And Danielle's like, you are. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, Andy is just like, I don't feel like this fight's the biggest deal. <laughs> and yeah it's kind of he's like but also he's like it's kind of the dumbest fight and margaret goes i feel the same way margaret
1: you're you, literally in it
0: the whole time the, you can't say that now
1: you can't stoke the fire and then be like wow this bonfire is getting really big i
0: wish it was smaller yeah uh delores basically like tells them to drop it and they both agree to move forward which i'm fine with um, Annie uh, then asked Melissa about the new house and, you know, she says like it was later than Joey anticipated. Obviously. Um, uh, he asked who on this, who, who here has been to the house and it's only the left side of the couch. That's been not surprised. Yeah. Um, Rachel's husband did the tiles for them cause he's got the tiling company and Rachel talks that, like Melissa's really demanding as a client and stuff like that. Like jokingly, not surprised. I'm, that's a, that sounds like Melissa. um, Melissa says that Teresa moved on to. I guess Teresa and Louis' house is on the same block as Melissa's old house from mm-hmm. like past. two houses down. She, she says said. two
1: houses down, but she. I, d- then the numbers that. Well, I mean, n- not every ha- like street is done by number, even number. Like it's you like sometimes it's every four numbers, sometimes it's every two. sometimes like who
0: knows? Yeah, maybe it's just numbered. a good area. I I didn't think it was a big deal. Um, a viewer question was then asked about why Teresa publicly shamed Antonio on the bus, and we were both like, she didn't. Not really.
1: I'm going to rehash this again.
0: Um, You know she's like, I was answering Rachel's question and to be honest, I shouldn't have just said anything because it was a setup question. And then Rachel goes, it's not a setup question. And Teresa goes, it was a setup question. And Rachel goes, it's not a setup question. And Teresa goes, it is a setup question because I've been here long enough, so it's a setup question. And Rachel goes, it's not a setup question. And Teresa goes, so it's a setup question. And then Andy goes, Dolores, do you think it was a setup question? I was like, oh my fucking God, shut up. All of you, shut up. Oh I was so fucking done with it. And Dolores is like, I didn't think it was, but I wouldn't but I would have expected Rachel to ask Melissa and not Teresa. Because Rachel and Melissa are close friends. So and that makes sense to me. Um, you know, Andy kind of holds Melissa to account a little bit here. Um, she's like, it struck me, he's like, it struck me that you know you were talking you were really upset when that happened on the bus and you were like kids are off limits. But you've got you've talked about Gia, and and she's like, no, I haven't. And she's like, I mean, the stuff on the podcast, like you said, they have hate in their hearts, you know. And Melissa's like, you from, you've seen it on the show and at the party, and they showed the clip of at Teresa's house or whatever that uh, housewarming party that she did that did mm-hmm. or whatever in the conversation. I don't think that conversation is an indication.
1: They I'm, were pretty cold to Melissa.
0: But I I've been that way to in laws. That I don't hate, but I don't have a relationship with. I think there's a difference. Yeah, but... I think there's a difference between hate and indifference.
1: Yes, but I know your family dynamic, and they have a much closer relationship than you do with the family members you're talking about.
0: But also, I... Yes, but I... uh, I also feel like Melissa's trying to make the distinction of that's when I say they have hate in their heart. That's not me talking about the girls because I'm saying Teresa influenced them to do that. But isn't Melissa's, but isn't Teresa saying the same thing on the bus? She's not saying Antonia didn't go to this party. She knows Antonia is underage. You would have had to take her. Right. So You know what I mean? Like, it's like, whatever. And she's like, I wouldn't, Teresa, I would never say anything negative about Antonia. Uh, You know, she's my niece. I, you know, and all that, you know, and Teresa's like, my kids don't hate Melissa. Gabriella just wished her a happy birthday, you know, uh, whatever, girl and uh, Andy asked about the car conversation with Melissa and Antonia where Melissa's like you know even though our issues you know I don't want you ever to you know mm-hmm. think badly of Teresa or the girls or whatever and Teresa's like it was a conversation for a TV show basically saying that it was staged um and Teresa brings up the comment on the podcast about putting food in their ma- in on their table and stuff like that And then Melissa basically says, like, you know, what that comment was, was that it it was about Teresa only being cool with us when we needed them. And then Teresa says, like, my brother, when I was in jail, came to see me one time the whole time because the cameras were rolling. Teresa says this. And Melissa says, because he wasn't on the list until after the spinoff happened, basically. So they're both basically accusing each other of, like, doing shit for the cameras, which, like, okay. Well, I mean,
1: we... See that it took a six-month turnaround on the that spin-off show. We see that it took a six-month turnaround to get um yeah Joe to get said, Joey on. Joe the said list. he
0: submitted the form or whatever, and it took a six-month turnaround. To me, I honestly this is the moment where it's like I kind of want an expert. I don't know how the process works. Well, Does Teresa um, have to
1: approve them? The good news is is that there have been some sleuths online who do look up that information. Okay, and the way that it works. Is that the inmate has to put the names on a list, fill out the paperwork, all of that stuff on their end. Then they have to mail the paperwork. The prison does not do this. The inmate has to actively mail the paperwork to the people that they want to get on the list. Then the people that they want to get on the list have to return that paperwork then there is a process on the jail's end, and then once all of that's approved, then they can come and go.
0: But then wouldn't that support Teresa's claim more because the six-month period was after Joe submitted the form, at least to what he claims on the show? It, and by that point, Teresa wouldn't but have but other to people. anything.
1: But other people were going were coming and going, and I think it's to get them on the list. You can, I think the inmate can take them off and on the list because there's like, it's like, you know how when, I'm going to go real nerdy with this. (laughs) You know how when you're playing Pokemon, you can have a whole list of Pokemon that you've got, but you've only got like five that are active. Right. It's like that. You have a list of like five that can come and go, Right. But you can swap those out once they're on the list.
0: Well, I feel like if someone also commented something about it's like also certain things for family, like when you're the immediate family or something like that. Right. Like they
1: prioritize like a- immediate family. But I don't know if, you, if anybody knows this, but once someone is married, a brother is not considered immediate family anymore. Really? That's extended family.
0: That's a good point. Huh. Your
1: spouse and your children Super are seasons. now the immediate family.
0: That's interesting. And I know she definitely, I would imagine she definitely had Joe and the girls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Andy brings up uh, to Jennifer what she said, uh, what Jennifer had said about the Margaret ball player comment to Melissa and stuff like that. And Melissa says like, you know, that's the thing I love about Margaret. She's so dynasty and like tongue in cheek. I'm like, you didn't really have to add this part. You could have just said she was joking. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it, cause to, I don't know why, but to me, it feels like you're like setting a narrative, like mm-hmm. to like set this, like I'm f- setting the stage of like, Mar- it's like, just say it was a joke. And Margaret says like, when, m- there was a time when Melissa and Joe were fighting. And I said, you know what? Well, I always say she looks like J-Lo. And I'm like, so J-Lo can be with A-Rod. You can be with any fucking ball player. Well,
1: yeah, it was an innocuous comment. I, I agree. It was not a big deal. Like I- they were making a big deal of it out of it because they wanted to make Teresa look bad.
0: Sure, and Jennifer says that Laura... Or not
1: Teresa, um, Margaret mm, and Melissa.
0: Yeah, and Jennifer said that Laura said that she told her all the time that she could do better. So she's like, it wasn't just... Jennifer's like, I can understand how that is a joke, and et cetera, but Laura is saying that it was that coupled with other instances in which you were saying that you can do better than Joe.
1: I don't trust shit that comes from Laura, so...
0: Yeah, she's not a valid source. And then Andy literally asked, Oh my God, Jennifer. Andy literally asked, Did I see that you invited Laura, Jennifer, to your season 13 premiere party? And Jennifer goes, Oh, yes, 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 I did. <laughs> like,
1: just, Jesus Christ. Just like nothing.
0: And, um, you know, Jennifer's like asking Margaret, like, why should you care if Laura is on the show? If the, if you were such good friends, and Margaret's like, I wanted her on the show. And Andy literally, literally corroborates, and like, she asked her if she could be on the, sh- like, asked if she could be on the show. <laughs> Margaret's like, what do I do? Run NBC Bravo now? Like, what? Like, do yeah. I hire and fire? Like, shit. Um, and Andy it makes a good point of like to Jennifer, like, wouldn't Laura being a friend who then turned into her enemy make her more interesting? to be on the show and then Teresa goes that happened with Melissa why don't you bring Laura on that's what you did with Melissa and Melissa goes because- shut up Melissa's like well the difference is because I'm actually cool and interesting and this is where she's f- doing the stuff with her hood and stuff like that When I'm like oh my god um, Teresa's like it's disgusting or whatever and then this was the point where I was like team Dolores because then Dolores just turns to Danielle and whispers this story is so old <laughs> you know I just oh and then Danielle goes I'm thinking of Shake Shack.
1: <laughs> same. Yeah. Same. Um, but I I just it occurred to me that in the previews for the reunion at large, mm-hmm. we saw Teresa make a big deal about I'm not gonna sit here while we talk over each other, that's not going to be something that I put up with. Today. Oh, she's
0: interrupting all the time.
1: And then this whole episode, like everybody's talking over everybody, but then like, but I
0: knew that was going to happen. Like, it's like, girl. Yeah. It's like, uh, like I, I said it before, even if Teresa is like on the right side of everything and like, ha- like her conduct and the way she makes points and it's, it's just never works. Like, you can never even, like, discern a point through anything that she's saying. Like, it's just, like, it's just fucking noise at this point. Um, Jennifer then asked Andy, like, Andy, let's settle this. Did Melissa ever contact you about getting on the show? And Andy's like, no, I have no recollection of that. And even Teresa turns to Jennifer. It's like, no, he didn't directly, me- she didn't directly message Andy.
1: Which has been the narrative this whole whole
0: time i need to go but i should have done it before doing the podcast there was a tiktok though that somebody posted of every time that melissa's like talked about getting on the show in the process and that the stories have kind of changed over the years
1: Uh, sure but stories are going to change over the years because if you're not lying you haven't rehearsed the answer
0: well by yes but i think certain details
1: like like of especially details are most likely going to change because over time
0: you forget that shit. Yeah. This Unless
1: is, you have rehearsed the answer because
0: it's a lie. I guess. Andy says, this is where I was like, okay, Andy, hold on. She he explained the process of Melissa coming on the show. He goes, all I know is she was cute. Joe was funny. They had a double staircase like you guys, which I was like, oh, that's funny. It's like, okay, Andy, Like like don't bullshit me. Like you got you brought her on the show because she was Teresa's sister in law and they had issues. That's fine. Yeah. Good on you as a producer. But like let's not act that like like don't don't lie to me.
1: We we know why she was brought on.
0: Yeah, and Teresa's like, your whole storyline was about me. And Melissa's like, well, the way you talk, how much you talk about your brother, your whole storyline's your brother. And Teresa's like, no, not true. Do you, I need to go through the spiel again? I had a baby on this show. I went to jail on this show. I got married on this show. And Melissa goes, oh, this is, and Melissa goes, oh, you went to jail. We're so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> And then Teresa goes... Although, until
1: this season, you wouldn't use that word. You just went away. You went
0: away. Um, and uh, it, Teresa goes, not like, taps Andy and goes, you want to go back all the way, Annie?" And and this shot of Andy just going, no. And it's <laughs> a, like, slow zoom in, too, on Andy being just, like, so, like, exasperated and just, like, Jesus, fuck.
1: Same, Andy.
0: And Teresa then reveals, like, you know, I've been talking to Jacqueline, and he's like, Jacqueline Loretta? Like, you know, and Teresa reveals what Jacqueline said about how Melissa and Joe met up with Joe's ex-partner who didn't go to, who was Joe's, Judah's ex-partner who didn't go to jail because he was the one that outed them to the FBI or whatever. And, and that they had, Jacqueline's like, they had meeting, that Melissa and Joe had meetings with them, with him. And Melissa's like, oh, my God, this is like you saying Caroline Manzo put you in jail. And Teresa goes, I take that back. I think you did. And then everyone's just, like, shocked. Um, Teresa, you
1: put you in jail. Sure. And there's that. But I now, mean- Like, Joe put you in court, but your ass would have gone home if you hadn't lied to the judge. So get your shit
0: right. Yeah, th- that's true. Like, there is validity in, like, finding out who outed them to the FBI. But, like, it doesn't mean you wouldn't have gone to jail. Like, y'all were still, like... You were flaunting your wealth on a television show when
1: you were, like... Like, it, it, you, you can't blame anyone but the actual criminals, yeah. which was you and Joe. And, again, if you hadn't lied to the judge, they would have sent you home. Yeah. They said as much in the court filings.
0: Yeah, people forget about that. Like we if you go back and watch stuff from the court filings and stuff like that um like yeah, the judge was not happy with like their conduct and like how they were like they weren't taking things seriously. Like watch back some of the reports from the time. Like they were very much They literally like,
1: thought they were untouchable.
0: Yeah. And it was like, "Come on, guys. You did this to
1: yourselves." It's Nobody to blame but you.
0: No, it's crazy. But that's the cliffhanger we leave on at the reunion. Oh, fuck. We got more of this. <sighs> it's, and, and, it's, and it's like, it's going to be more of this shit. It's like, whatever. Yeah, not my favorite. <laughs> like, they need, the shake up bad, they need the shake up badly. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Mix it up, guys.
1: All righty. Let's get into these tops and bottoms. What, what are you thinking, babe? We got uh, Atlanta. We got Jersey.
0: My top... I'm going to give my top to Danielle. Okay. I actually thought she did a solid job at the reunion Yeah, in terms of holding her own. you, I didn't really get like first reunion jitters as much from her. Mm-hmm. I thought she like called out bullshit and like was like, especially with the whole Margaret stuff, like I thought she didn't back down from certain things and I appreciated being like, no, that's literally not what fucking happened. Um and I thought, yeah, I, I I definitely would love to see her brought back next season. I think she's a good yeah. she was a good had a good first season overall. Um and I honestly think Rachel did too.
1: And I think that the two of them can be a really good team mm-hmm. if they can get past the shit from this season. Yeah. If they can live if they can get move past that and team up in season their second season, I think that they'll be a formidable force. Yeah. Especially if we lose either Melissa or Teresa, hopefully Teresa. I think the, the two of them together will be a good like equaling out force. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm.
0: I think so too. Um my bottom. It's gotta go to Marlowe. Yeah. I thought it was just the fucking the whole thing with well, particularly the Kenya stuff afterwards at the like at the end of the episode. But obviously, we'll see the more of that next episode. But the whole shooting stuff, I think I, I, I'm really over it. And it's I, disgusting
1: to it, pull that up.
0: It's really, really fucking gross. Um, Both for, like, Candy, but also for, like, your nephew who, like, the idea that this is being brought into this thing as a storyline to try to, like, get back at Candy is just really fucking low. And, like, I, she's losing any hope I have for her of, like, actually having a good season to where she would keep her peach. Mm, to me mm-hmm. I feel like Porsche is waiting in the wings to take that, yeah, and me. I would be happy to give it back. perfectly fine with that. um, what about you, babe? What are your tops and bottoms? Um, I think um, I'm going to go
1: with Teresa as my bottom. um, I just she's coming off as desperate. I mean, Melissa is as well, but I thought Teresa's was no, more egregious definitely. um and it seems like she's just clawing for any bit of relevancy that she can get because I think she realizes that she might be headed out. Yeah. And I think that that terrifies her a little bit. Um, yeah, it's it's not a good look. Um, it's not a good look at all. And uh, I am not looking forward to sitting through two more hours of this reunion Nope. Uh, if it's going to be more of this shit, because um, like Danielle, I'm going to be thinking about Shake Shack the whole time. Yeah. Um, but uh, that brings me to my top, which I think was Kenya. She really, um, I really think she held her own this episode, like she was keeping her peace. And she really didn't have anybody that was on her side for any of this because Candy was not on the trip, and um, the fact that it took her till the last second to blow up at
0: these hoes and it was the well does I that uh, the Dalai Lama couldn't have you know fucking no you know been calm during that shit
1: like that that was infuriating. Um so the the fact that she kept it together until then, good on her.
0: Yeah. Good on her. Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode of A Gay and His Envy. Join us next time for more of our recaps and hot takes. And be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening, and check us out on our social media at a gay and his envy on all the platforms.
1: A special shout out to Shane Ivers who wrote Pulsar, the song we use for our theme. I'm Eamon. I'm Merlin, and, and we're, we're out.
0: out.